Hi, dude. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Quick Fix Podcast. I'm Forrest Hammond II, and here you'll get proven information to increase success and improve in every area, including finance, leadership, and relationships. Better information equals better thinking, and that guarantees better results. You just have to change what's going into your brain. Now it's time to get your quick fix. This is the Quick Fix Podcast. Quick Fix! Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. I love and respect our military servicemen and women. So if you have served, thank you, or you are serving, thank you. Um, I very much appreciate and respect your service and sacrifice. I come from a family of veterans. My dad was in the Air Force as an air traffic controller, and my father-in-law served in the Army. And it's a very special thing. I tried to, attempted to join up, and um, under penalty of death, my mom would not allow it. (laughs) Uh, And it probably wouldn't have worked out well for me anyways. Um, Who knows? It could have been great. But uh, despite that, thank you for all of your service. Thank you for the lives that you live to protect our great country. And you know, sacrifice your time and even your lives to um, preserve what we have here in America. It's amazing. So thank you. And it's a great time for all of us to remember those folks who have, have done these things. It's not just, you know, pack up your fifth wheel and drive to your favorite campsite and roast weenies and, you know, hang out and have fun. It's truly a time to remember those before us who have died and sacrificed so much to give us what we have. Pretty amazing. So thank you. Today, starting with the quote, like I always do, this one is from David Baird, Bird, from the Tripping Point in Leadership. He says, make a personal commitment today to never use comfortable activity as a smokescreen in order to avoid effective action. And I I like that because number one, it's a quick fix. You're making a commitment to do something different in your life, to make a change, to increase your success. But I like that he says comfortable activity as a smokescreen in order to avoid effective action. And I know I've done this. I know I have um, done this in my current role, that there are times that I don't want to go in and speak with a new um, referral source or somebody that you know, I'm a little nervous to speak to, or they're, you know, the big man or whatever. But, you know, then, you know, I kind of lean on like habits or activities that I've done before that I'm like, oh, I'm comfortable with. But invariably, when I do the action, that's a little bit more uncomfortable. That's the one that brings the success. And whether that's me growing personally, um, knowing that I can do it, or learning something new about myself, or something about that person that I don't want to uh, become like, or you know it could be moving forward in the business. So it's always a good thing to try new things. I was actually talking with somebody today, and my first position as a physical therapy assistant, I stayed there for like six years, or six and a half years, or something, and um, which is a little bit more unheard of in today's day and age. I feel like, and. I told him, I said, you know, I really shouldn't have stayed there as long as I did. It's something I've discussed with my wife pretty often because I got comfortable 
and I wanted to do something different, but instead of going out and finding that something different, I instead just kind of stuck where I was comfortable. I knew what I was doing every day. I knew where everything was. And not to say that anybody that stays somewhere long, that's the case, because I think there's something really powerful and valuable to be said about a company that enables you to stick around, that fosters the type of environment to keep you there, to keep you happy, and to truly take care of you and make it, make it a, almost a family. Um, but that's not the case always. Uh, it's a very different economy than what we had, you know, 60, 80 years ago. And you kind of got a job, you stuck around there until retirement, and Bob's your uncle, you're good. More of the story, don't get too comfortable in the activities you're doing and sacrifice potential growth and success through the effective action that is new to you because, you know, you could really make something awesome happen. You know, I think of Steve Jobs in this instance where I'm sure he didn't want to be fired from the company that he created, but it really enabled him to go out and to do some different things, circle back to where he was. And I'm not certain that he would have created the things that he did later on in life and with Apple if he hadn't gone through those other experiences before. He wouldn't have had the same perspective. He, he may not have had the same drive, maybe. But um, I think you are a sum total of the um, experiences you have. And a lot of those experiences um, are can be negative or challenging. And they build you. They build your character. They build your grit and your ability to do things. So without them, you may not be the person that you are today. So little... Uh, perspective for us all. So with that being said, I actually wanted to utilize a scripture today from the Bible in Matthew 5.13. It says, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. And we learn from this that, you know, this is what we are to be. We're to be the salt of the earth, um, the Savior's disciples. And I thought it was very interesting in this context because, um, you know, we want to, don't want to be comfortable. We want to, you know, continually to progress. And in doing so, I believe that you have, you continue your savor. And I thought it was interesting learning more about the history of salt, which is not really something we think about. Usually it's just the, the thing we have in the container to shake on our, you know, our broccoli or whatever to make it taste a little better. But according to historians, salt at one time had his, uh, had religious significance and was a symbol of purity. Among many people, salt is still used as a sign of honor, friendship, and hospitality. Um, in the uh, Arabian countries, they say there is salt between us, meaning we have eaten together and are friends. That's from the World Book Encyclopedia. Um, with salt, actually... You have body cells that need it to live and to function properly. It can be used as an antiseptic. It's a preservative, obviously. We use that a lot. Um, it has germ-killing properties, uh, obviously a food ingredient. And it's also been used pretty often in, in history as a currency. It was very valuable. There are over 14,000 uses for salt. And sometimes we think of it as just a common household item. 
but I mean, it's pretty important in our lives. So firstly, there there's negatives of too much sodium. And um, most doctors recommend um, people, especially in America, get less sodium in their diet. And um, so with high sodium, um, you can it causes inflammation and it can put you at risk for a number of serious health problems like high blood pressure, stomach cancer, kidney stones, headaches, osteoporosis, um, stroke, heart failure. And then there's the other side of it when you don't have enough sodium. And when your sodium levels get too low, it's a condition called hyponatremia. And when this happens, it can lead to muscle cramps, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, um, and then eventually that can lead to shock, coma, and even death. And with it, with us in America, um, you know, we really don't have a lack of sodium, just too much. I mean, look at McDonald's fries. But one of the other things that I think of being in the healthcare world is um, salt naturally has iodine. Once from natural nat- natural sources like sea salt um, does not contain iodine, and so if we do too much of that sea salt, we can have the iodine deficiency. And you just need to make sure you eat other iodine-rich foods. But the important thing is the body needs iodine to make thyroid hormos- hormones, excuse me, and they control the body's metabolism and have other important functions. So it's good to have balance. So there's some other facts that I really like about salt. So during the Middle Ages, the ancient sanctity of salt um, was more like superstition. And, you know, if you've ever heard about throwing salt over your shoulder, I know I did as a kid and I thought it was weird, but I did it because, you know, it was cool and I got to throw salt on the floor. But uh, when someone spilled the salt, the spiller is supposed to cast a pinch of it over your left shoulder because the left side was thought to be like evil. It was where all your evil spirits congregated. So there was also a social part of uh, the symbolism of salt. And in um, the book of etiquette in, in medieval times, like the 18th century, the rank of guests at a banquet table were gauged by where they sat in relation to uh, the silver salt seller on the table. And this information is from Time Magazine website. But I thought it, I thought it was very interesting and enlightening. Um, the host and distinguished guests sat up at the head of the table above the salt. And people who sat below the salt, of course, were like of lower consequence. And we can see that in the 1930s, there was a, the protest against the British tax on salt. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi uh, led a mass pilgrimage to um, the seaside to make their own salt. Um, you know, because there's such high ta- taxes. Um, the French people were taxed um, on or on their salt, but also they were. Um, forced to buy all their salt from the royalty. At some times, uh, the the salt that was traded was given ounce for ounce with gold even. And then we hear the phrase was not worth his salt. Um, that was from like Greek, Greek and Roman times because a soldier, if he wasn't worth his salt, um, that was his income, his soldier's pay. And that came to him in part of, of salt. And it also came into being because the Greeks and Romans often bought slaves with salt. So, um, you know, very interesting. A lot of things were built around salt and, you know, whether it was scarce or abundant. 
and, um, you know, how people use that, whether it's currency or, um, you know, measuring your uh, greatness in society. So I think about this and, you know, we're supposed to keep our savor and, you know, the, the value of salt and, you know, how our bodies require that. But if it's, you know, too salty, you're going to have problems. If you don't have enough salt, you have a lot, a lot of problems. If you've ever been one of those unfortunate people like me that the cap comes off when you're pouring off salt and then you try to eat the meal, um, it, it doesn't end well. Like, um, you know, it's a James Bond movie where he gets poisoned. And so he makes a drink with like way, way too much salt. It will make you throw up. If you act that way, that's how people will react to you. But if you don't have enough, it will be bland. You don't want to be bland either. So if we're going to retain our savor, our saltiness, um, but maintain the balance that is so required for that salt, because if we have too much sodium, um, to me, that is reactionary. You're becoming somebody that, you know, when somebody says something, you immediately jump all over them. And, you know, you have um, things come to your mind that you just have to say to them and you just won't be able to live if you don't. And then if you don't have enough sodium, you know, you've kind of lost your savor. You've become pretty passive and you're like what we talked about with that quote, where you kind of, you kind of become comfortable in your activity, that you're pretty passive in um, improving yourself. You're not really pushing to, you know, make more of a mark. And, you know, it's, it's your choice either way. You can be either one. But I think for, you know, success, for people skills, for, you know, just becoming a better person in general. I mean, I think of my family first and foremost. And if I am, too, I have too much sodium, I'm a reactionary, then any time my daughter does something that in my brain doesn't make sense, you know, I'll take the nine-year-old because she's, she's just older and learning, well, almost nine, but she just, she has a different way of thinking about things than I do. And she's a girl and she's younger. She hasn't had the same experiences, but if I jump all over her, the second she does something, then, you know, I make her upset. I damage our relationship and, you know, just a, an apology later really doesn't fix that. I mean, it, it's on the way to it, but how much better is it if I take a second and just, you know, let it take a beat. That's what I'm say. Take a beat. That's an awesome bit of advice because a quick fix, bit of quick fix. <laughs> there you go. So it, it just makes you give you the opportunity to take a beat, think about what she is meaning and then ask her, because how am I supposed to know? And that's with anybody that could be, you know, a food worker that you're dealing with. that's disgruntled. It could be your boss. It could be your spouse. You know, you never know what's happened in this person's life. The 30 seconds before you walked in the door, take a minute to think about that or just take a beat, take a breath and then respond, but don't make it reactionary. Now, I think you can be in danger if you get too settled and you don't have enough sodium, you've lost your savor. And what I think that means is that you're not um, in a position to help people because if you're so passive, you don't have any savor, like you should be able to stand up for yourself. You should, even in a conflict resolution situation, uh, there are opportunities to express yourself and make things happen. I've had opportunities to grow 
And especially in this conflict resolution area, when, you know, I felt like somebody said something and I stewed over it and my, my natural inclination for my personality and, you know, who I am is to just stew about it inside. Like, oh man, that was super annoying. How dare they say that? That's, you gotta be kidding me. And I get upset and it just kind of stews and broils all in there. And it, it's the only person is damaging is me, which is not healthy either. But, you know, I'm not really the person to yell at somebody or to come out at them and, you know, have a confrontation. But at times you kind of need to have that confrontation, I think in a healthy way, I think it's that mediation. You need to come in, you need to talk with them and say, Hey, listen, you know, I didn't have a good experience. That didn't feel right. I didn't like how this went down. Can we please discuss this in a better way to make this happen? And in doing this, I've had a really, a lot of great experiences with people where number one, we've both been able to talk about what we were meaning. You know, it may have been a miscommunication, a misunderstanding. Um, you know, we were also able to, you know, understand where the person was coming from and what maybe had led up to this thinking. Maybe somebody had talked to him about something else and they thought that was the direction that we were all supposed to go. And then finally, the coolest thing about it is almost invariably, there's times that this doesn't happen, but um, I'm, I've strengthened the relationship with that person. And that's been really rewarding because I've had some great relationships built because I was able to keep my savor, but also not be too salty with people. Don't be Popeye. Don't be that salty sailor and, you know, get your dander up and flip out at people. I mean, I, I was at a Panda Express tonight. It's not a plug for Panda, but it is tasty. Um, and, you know, there was a really a massive line. It was really busy. And there was a huge opportunity for this gentleman to lose his cool. And instead, he just kind of took a beat, took a second, and was able to talk with the, the worker in a calm and, and kind manner. And it made all the difference. It made the difference for this worker, too. So I think that's, you know, the best thing we could do is for the quick fix today, be the salt of the earth. Keep your savor you know, don't be reactionary, take a beat and make sure that you're, you're having effective action, not being passive. So don't go one side or the other. You can, you can see those scales that are weight and balancing for justice. Think of those full of salt that it needs to be balanced. You don't need to be reactionary and you don't need to be passive. And the other quick fix for today, say thank you to a service man or woman. Say thank you to somebody that has truly given of themselves in their lives to protect our great nation and our country and the, the freedoms that we so much enjoy, you know, they may not even agree with, with the things that we choose to do with that freedom, but they, they defend and protect it anyways. So thank you to all of you and use that quick fix. Remember to take a beat. Hey, thanks for joining me on the Quick Fix Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe, and we'll talk to you next time. Quick Fix!